What does true collaboration mean for nursing? How can it help develop your career and support the people you care for? We discuss this and more on Why We Care, the Nursing Career Podcast. Hi Joe, um, my name's Richard. I'm a ward manager. I'm a trained mental health nurse by background. I have worked for Signet on and off for 17 years. Um, I've worked for various service lines and different locations across the country. Um, I currently work um, within the South in Churchill Hospital. Um, I'm a ward manager for the acute service. We support um, young males requiring a acute emergency admissions. Okay, thank you. And yourself? Great stuff. And just to give you a bit of background about myself, really. So I became the uh, Deputy Director of Nursing um, in April last year. Before that, I was a Regional Nurse Director in the North for three and a half years. And then for the um, 14 years before that, I managed um, a team of nurses across Signet. And I've got quite a varied um, career prior to that. So. Okay, so let's talk about collaboration and what it means to, to each of us. So Richard, what does it mean to you? I think at the heart of collaboration, and I think we're talking about that co-production element of um, ensuring the people we care for are at the heart of decision-making whether that's at the point of admission, throughout to discharge. I think what we do very well within Signet and at our sites, we ensure that individuals are collaboratively involved in um, their care planning journeys um, within ward rounds, um, following up with nursing one-to-one -one sessions, um, any decision made about them they are involved in. I think also what we have here in terms of collaboration on the kind of wider circle as well, we ensure that family members are being engaged um, when a person gives consent to share information. We regularly um, invite family members to ward rounds. We are ensuring that collaborative approach is from day one on admission. Um, we make sure we note down their communication agreements. We also have what's known as the um, carer's passport as well. And we're very much focused on ensuring carers are involved in um, the people we care for their care. Um, at the same time as well, we have what's known as the People's Council. Um, when we have patients' representatives from each ward, they get together collaboratively with uh, senior members of the MDT. And we also invite our EBEs, our expert by experience, to attend for those people's council me meetings. We um, look into um, what you say, this is the outcome, this is what we've done to improve our services. Um, again, as well, there's no hierarchy in that room. We all come and sit together, we have drinks provided. Um, and it's not just a the case of it's one particular discipline's um, role to chair that meeting as well. Um, we very much encourage our the people we care for to take the lead within meetings as well. One initiative that we're trying to incorporate here is getting the people we care for to actually chair their CPA meetings as well and to kind of lead the discussions um, that are about them to improve their outcomes and the patients. 
the people we care for satisfaction. I think that's quite powerful, isn't it? Because that's where we want to be. Um, we want to get people as, as involved as possible. Um, so what about for yourself, Sonia? And I think that puts Signet values right at the front, doesn't it? You know, yeah. we've talked about empowerment. We've got this kind of trusting relationship, you know, the caring elements so, and the integrity. So I, I think that's really, really helpful. Yeah. So what about um, external stakeholders? I think in my experience as a registered nurse in, and even more so as a ward manager as well, it's about ensuring we align ourselves to the values, but also when something's not quite gone right, it's about having that duty of candor, it's about being open, honest and transparent, and it's, it's about increasing trust as well. I think in my experience as a nurse leader, sometimes newly qualified nurses who are not quite sure and not quite confident of what to share or how to share and I always say look it's about being open honest when something's gone wrong and we say look this is not something we normally anticipate happening however it has but it's about also being being open honest giving them that reassurance that this is what we're going to do to put it right and in my experience um, carers and family members, next of kins, and, and, and the shareholders, they appreciate that transparency. They appreciate that actually something has gone wrong, you've informed us, and they are assured that this is what we're going to do to put things right and give them a, hopefully a positive solution going forward. And I think that increases the trust within our service that we are safe, we are effective, and we also well-led in terms of um, delivering safe and effective treatment. So can, how can it help your career? I think ensuring we have that collaborative approach with the, the people we care for, it will bring um, service satisfaction. When we do our discharge surveys as well, and you can see the feedback we receive, whether it's positive or negative, you, you know, it gives us a... Um, a baseline on how we have to develop our service as well and I always say you know guys please note down the negatives and the positives um, again within ward rounds as well we always kind of um, aim to kind of gain clear feedback from any family members or um, people we care for to enrich our service as well and kind of think about things we can do better to achieve the patient outcomes that we want to achieve. For me, so then, you know, the more experience and the more exposure you have to different situations, that gives you the confidence and the competence to deal with situations. So I think, if I think back over my career, there's been lots of things that I've 
wanted to shy away from because I didn't feel confident doing that. But sometimes when you push yourself forwards and you do these things that are out, outside your comfort zone, it makes you, well, you become more competent, but it makes you feel good about yourself. And when you reflect on it, the reflection, um, you know, you, you apply for jobs and you think, oh, I haven't got that experience, I haven't got that experience. But actually, there's a lot of transferable skills. And if you've got the confidence and the competence that you've dealt with these things, I think that goes a long way. And I think when people are uh, looking for new staff, you're looking at what's, that, what's different that person can bring to a role. So when, you, when you're looking for staff, um, you look at what, what they got different to bring to the role because you, you need people within your team don't you? they've got all different skill sets um, so that everybody can complement each other. Um, and you've got a good all-round team. So I think, you know, this area, it's really important. People look for it, but it's going that, if you go in that extra step with doing things like you've just said about, you know, it's great service users kind of chairing their own CPA. Um, where else do they do that? You know, that's really, really empowering um, the people in our care to be able to, you know, take the lead in their own care. And I think that's really important. Okay, so we've talked about um, how that kind of um, enhances the nurse's experience. So what about the people that we care for? What does it do for them? What does collaboration do for them? I think it shows first and foremost that we care, that we are co-producing their package of care. We are formulating their care plan with them. Um, we are building that trust and it's about having that mutual respect for one another. It's about also ensuring their rights are upheld, um, that they are informed of any decisions made about them. We have regular reviews um, where they are able to make decisions about their care. They're able to formulate their treatment care plans um, with the MDT. Um, so that consists of the um, RC, the speciality doctors, the psychologist, the occupational therapist and the nursing team. And the individual, the person we care for, is at the heart of that care planning approach. Um, we regularly review the care plans um, with the individuals that we care for to ensure that co-production is at the heart of their care. And I think... As a, result, as a result of that, we have individuals that receive personal tailored care, which increases their overall satisfaction and arguably um, reduces the time spent within hospitals. And very early on as well, we have that collaborative approach where we involve family members and the care coordinators, the community teams. So everyone's on board as well. So everyone's fully informed of the decisions around the individual we care for. And it's important that we do that from the beginning, isn't it? You know, from the beginning of someone's admission, even if they're, they're going to be on a rehab ward for um, nine, 12 months or whatever, I think it's really important that we have people involved right from the beginning so that they're going through that journey, they can see how people are improving, um, they can see kind of, they can organise the next steps really for that person and help them, you know, to move on to the correct kind of level of support that's required. So we've talked about collaboration with um, the people that we care for and different stakeholders. So what about within our teams, the teams that we work with? How, how does that look and how does it work? 
So, so Richard, what's your thoughts on collaboration within the team? It's crucial. Um, we need to be able to work as a um, MDT. We need to kind of display that courtesy for one another. We all bring our own knowledge um, in regards to our education, our backgrounds, our experience within nursing practice. Um, I think ultimately it's about listening to one another's decision, ensuring that there's not a power dynamic within the MDT that everyone's heard and everyone's working within the best interest of the people we care for. Um, I think ultimately I've been quite privileged to work amongst many colleagues who I have the utmost respect for and it has been reciprocated back. Um, I think ultimately as well it's about decision sharing as well. It's not about one discipline making a decision for the um, person involved. I think it's about that multidisciplinary approach into making a formulated agreed decision. Um, evidence um, suggests that you know an MDT approach is going to be one that is um, that one will reduce risk and one that will be within the best interest with the patient as well. Because whilst any whilst one discipline thinks that this is the um, right treatment pathway. Arguably, there could be another critical perspective from another discipline as well, which may be crucial in meeting that individual's needs. So our last question really for, for today is, it can be tough being a nurse and all these things that you need to do. And we, we've covered lots of areas around, you know, care plans, CPAs, um, all the collaboration that, that needs to take place. What can we... Um, what can we say to our listeners um, to develop their collaboration skills? What's the takeaways? I think for me, it's about reflection as well. I think it's about after a long day, whether you're traveling home is to kind of think about some of the things that may have gone really well. And you think about, well, actually I did that really well. Let me bank that for next time I come up against this. I think at the same time as well, as a nurse within practice, if you've kind of managing a situation where collaboratively it's gone wrong or you haven't quite mastered the art of co-production because we are human beings, we make mistakes. We're not always going to achieve that satisfaction every time um, I think again it's about taking a step back and having discussions with your colleagues as well okay this was the situation this is how I handled it this was the result I wasn't satisfied as a nurse what advice could you give me so next time I am faced with that situation and you have taken the time to reflect then you should be more equipped to overcome and work better collaboratively going forward yeah, anything to add, Sonia? Yeah, and I think to add to that, even if things are not going right, it's to sit down and as a group, isn't it, and collaboratively look at 
what's not right? What do we need to do to make it right? You know, and, and, and pulling on people's expertise to make sure that whatever isn't right, we can move forward with. Um, I think sometimes as well when we touch on that co-production and that collaborative care, I think also for me is when we get it right with family members, when we brought them into the hospital, when they are not quite aware of um, mental health care systems, when there may be stigma associated due to um, particular cultures or they may not have had exposure to mental health settings and the treatment we, we do provide. Um, at times it's about giving them um, some education, about giving them some support, it's about signposting them to support services, where, whether it's the carers advocacy service we provide or whether it's being able to signpost them to um, support organisations within the community which they can engage in. So we've come to the end of our conversation now, so if um, the listeners like what they hear, um, what do you suggest that they do? They can subscribe to the podcast. Okay, so it's been great chatting. Um, just enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jen. You too. Thank you.